0: I've been very concerned for several days when I hear people who are pastors at churches or individuals who attend churches, when I've heard either one of them speak of what they are doing on national newscast. It's like an arrogance, a pride God would never let me be injured. God would never hurt me. Or you can't tell me what to do. I'll do what I want to do or what I feel is right to do. You can't tell me. They're not that blatant with it, but it's an arrogance which I recognize. As I was considering recording this, the word that stood out to me is humility. And as I think of the times that I have heard from God by his spirit, I think there is a humility. It's not rushing out, oh, I've got a word from God I'm going to tell everybody. It's not that kind of thing. It's more sitting there quietly and then, as needed, speaking that word. That's a true witness. But this witness that's of the flesh really concerns me. I saw it so many times back in the years that I was playing bridge at the Bridge Center. Almost everybody at the Bridge Center identified themselves as being some form of Christian, Baptist, Church of Christ, lots of Church of Christ at the Bridge Center, Methodist, Presbyterian, Catholic, Catholic and they quickly told you basically what they were i don't, i don't even like to do that in 1 corinthians 3 paul told the people he said i can't speak to you as spiritual because you're so carnal one of you says i'm of apollos the other says i'm of paul instead of just saying i'm a christian it's that thing of feeling you witness to God when you tell what church you attend. That is not witnessing to God. Witnessing to God is telling things about God. But even then, I've been pretty reluctant, hesitant before I speak. You wouldn't think that I would be, but I am. Humility is a thing that is important. Well, I just think there's a lot of pride and arrogance in the way people are speaking. I do not feel they have heard from God at all. When we speak, it should be something that God has done for us, or a word that we are totally convinced is the Spirit of God speaking the will of God, for us in the matter at hand. I can't tell you that I will not get coronavirus. I don't know. I have prayed that I would not, but it's still thy will be done. When I was badly injured in 2018 and taken to a hospital where I waited surgery on both My wrist, which was very badly broken, they had to rebuild my wrist and my hand and my hip, rather, that was badly broken the second time of being broken. I was extremely sick. When I was taken to a a rehab center after surgery, I spent two and a half months in rehab. I was sick. I did not know if I would live. I wasn't praying to live. I wasn't praying to die. I was just waiting to see what God would do. I was so sick I couldn't eat and lost 40 pounds when I was in the rehab center. I have gained most of it back. But you just can't arrogantly say, God would never let this happen to me. God does as he wills. So we need to pursue this subject with a certain amount of care and wisdom. When we speak a word of God, when we tell someone what God has told us, we need to be fully persuaded that it was from the Spirit of God. I'll give you some examples today of speaking by the Spirit of God. Let's start with Abraham. When we speak of faith, how do we not speak of Abraham? Abraham is the example of faith strongly given to us in the Bible. God spoke a specific word to Abraham, who was called Abram at that time, telling him what to do. Genesis 12 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. He didn't speak to Abraham's wife. He didn't speak to Lot, who went with Abraham, so far as we know. From the Bible, he spoke to Abraham. Abram had to do this. I'm sure he told Sarah, his wife, what he was about to do. I didn't think he discussed it with her, not for a second. Faith is not discussing it with other people. What do you think? That's not faith. Neither is faith arrogance. Faith is a humility that when you have to speak and tell what happened, you speak. Pam Paget was called to jury duty a year or so ago. Pam is a very uh, humble person, and she's not at all like I am in the sense of being quiet. I, I'm more of an outgoing type of person that just talks to people freely. Pam is much more hesitant than I am. And here she's called a jury duty. So they, I wish I could have seen what happened because when I heard the story from her, I just laughed because the, they were examining the potential jurors and they said to Pam something about, can you, can you uh, find the person innocent until proven guilty? And she said, no, I don't think I can do that. Well, they just came alive. (laughs) I'm sure she greatly entertained the other jurors without intending to. And the judge said, but this is the law. You are innocent until proven guilty. And he carefully, or the judge carefully, I don't know whether he or she, the judge carefully explained it to Pam and then said, now, do you think you could do that? And she said, no, I don't think I can. Well, then uh, at one point the defense attorney said something and Pam gave some godly explanation for it and the defense attorney was just shocked that she had walked into this situation. And basically no one wanted anything to do with Pam after that and they excused her from jury duty. (laughs) I I was telling it to another friend of ours who said, it's her duty to do jury duty well, it's her duty to serve God and do what she considers to be right in the sight of God. But she was never arrogant or prideful. She was just truthfully answering (laughs) the questions. And Pam said she sat there just not wanting to speak at all, and she kept having to speak on this subject. And then when the judge would ask another question, has anybody such and such, she had to timidly raise her hand again. <laughs> but it wasn't any boastfulness. It was this is kind of what hearing from God is like. It's like I consent to share what I've heard from God. When you're with another person and you're reminded of that situation by the Holy Spirit, and you sort of, okay, I'll tell it because you're certain it is God leading you to tell that. I think the strongest example I have in my own life is I was with my favorite aunt one day. She was a Church of Christ member and had been Church of Christ her entire life. I heard what I knew to be from the Holy Spirit tell her about being taken into heaven. You do not want to tell supernatural things from God Church of Christ members I mean that's just not something you rush in to do but as I sat there I'm sure I was praying about it and I agreed to tell her so I said "I, I need to tell you about something that happened to me shortly after I was born again it was in the night while I was asleep I was transported into heaven I was with God, I was with Christ, I was with the Holy Spirit, I saw no images. It was an experience in spirit. At that time I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the word of God, the Holy Spirit, God and the Holy Spirit witnessing And a few nights later, the exact same thing happened to me again. As I told my aunt this, I didn't see her bristle. I didn't see any hostility toward the subject. She kind of got a dreamy look on her face as I was telling her what happened. And then she said, something like that happened to me once and it was all golden. I couldn't have been more shocked the Holy Spirit led me to speak it to her I spoke it to her she told me something that she may never have told another human I wouldn't be at all surprised that she never told that story before or even during her lifetime but she told me I think that is a wonderful example of speaking by the Holy Spirit and sharing things of God by the Holy Spirit. In 1982, I was on radio from coast to coast at that time, and uh, I had some judgment messages that I had to give concerning various ministers. I had to give them on my radio broadcast. I could not get them to the individual ministers in private. So to get them to the ministers, I was totally persuaded. I had to speak these things on my radio broadcast, naming the ministers by name, telling of the offense. And I did speak it. The word I heard on it after I had done this was, well, I was given a dream, and it was a very serious dream of great danger. And I knew it was great danger for me personally, on going out and having meetings in the cities where I was on radio, and I heard, don't go until you see Exodus 15. Now that was a word to me. Later I heard someone use that same word. I knew they'd heard it from me, but it was a word for me. You have to hear for yourself. You have to be persuaded that it is God saying that word to you. In 2018, when I had a very serious accident at my house in Texas, as the ambulance worker was removing me from the house on a gurney and we passed the front door of my house, I had a word from God. You'll never see this house again. I knew it was God. I knew instantly it was from the Holy Spirit. It didn't frighten me, although a word from God could frighten you, because he may be warning you. It was just information to me. I put the house up for sale, and one of our church members said, I don't see how you can do this. I don't see how you can sell your house. I said, well, I've heard from God. I'll never see this house again. It's not a boasting that I've heard from God. It's an explanation. Much as Abraham would explain, I have to leave this country. God has told me to do it. But it's not like, oh, I heard from God. It's not that kind of thing. It's more humility. I'm doing this for this reason. One time, back when I was a new Christian, a woman filed a lawsuit against me and I heard don't testify I told my lawyer I said you might not want to represent me in this because I have heard what I believe to be instruction from God don't testify I can't testify therefore if you prefer not representing me in this situation that will be fine He said, no, I'll represent you. He said, with Flo's testimony, we'll win the case. Well, Flo worked for me, and she witnessed the situation. When I told, when Flo learned I was not testifying, she got angry with me. She said, well, now all the burden is on me. And I said, well, what can I do? I believe I've heard from God. Don't testify. I can't do it. Then the man I was dating said to me, Joan, you're not doing this woman any favors by not testifying. I said, I'm not trying to do anybody any favors. I'm simply trying to do what I believe I've heard from God to do. We got to the trial, the day of the trial, and the judge was sort of bored, and he was looking at some papers and writing with his pencil until he got to something where it said I wasn't going to be testifying. And then he looked at me and he said, You're not going to testify? And I indicated, No, I wouldn't be testifying. I didn't give the reason. During the trial, Flo's testimony didn't go as well as my lawyer wanted it to go. So he said to me, If you will testify, I know we will win this case. But if you don't testify, I don't know what will happen. Her testimony didn't go as well as I'd hoped. I said, well, I'll see. And I got up. It was recess at the court. I went into the ladies' room and prayed, God, what do you want me to do? And I heard, don't testify. I went back into the courtroom, and my lawyer looked at the door and was watching for me. And I just shook my head, no. Well, that's the last time it was mentioned to me. I did not testify. I did win the case. Doing the word of God. Knowing that that was God speaking to me. Being assured in your heart it was God. That's what all this is about. As many as are led by the Spirit of God they are the sons of God. It's not that we try to be led by the Spirit of God. It's that we recognize that thought that is brought to us is the Spirit of God. And we do it because we are persuaded it's the Spirit of God. That's being led by the Spirit of God. I'm very concerned about Christians at this point in time. This virus that has attacked the entire world, this pestilence, I believe it is from God, but I'm still concerned. I'm concerned that what the real Christians need to do is hear from the Spirit of God and do that at this point in time, not just on their physical condition, but on all the things that pertain to their life. I'm concerned because I just don't have witness that very many people know how to hear from the Spirit of God or recognize the ideas from God or anything that makes any sense. I know when I was a new Christian, I didn't know anything. I was like a puppy running from one place to another place Everything's wonderful. All people are wonderful. All church people are wonderful. Let me get near them. Just like a puppy does. It took a while for God to reach me with the concept that a lot of these people are not of God. And yet that's the first thing Jesus warned his disciples about when they asked him the sign of the end times. He said, many will come in my name saying, I am Christ, and deceive many. He's warned them about this. We have seen this. Many come saying, Jesus is Lord, I'm a Christian. How do they act? What do they do? Do they really hear the Spirit of God? And do you have evidence that that person who says he's a Christian is operating by the Spirit of God? I don't hardly ever see anybody that says he's a Christian that has any evidence whatsoever that he is operating by the Spirit of God. And I hear from lots of ministers around the world. I have emails that come in from them. When I look at their emails, it's just boasting. I'm going to give Bibles to every person that comes to my meeting. Send me money to pay for it. That kind of stuff. That's nonsense. I know when God has told me to do a work, there's been money there to pay for the work without me becoming a beggar and having to wring the money out of a church. I know the money's there when God has told me to do something. But these guys just come to me, wanting things that I am not equipped by God to do it in the first place. I'm not assigned the project of doing it. I am assigned the project of exhorting the church in the ways of God. That is definitely one of my assignments, which I do diligently. But I'm not assigned the project of funding their meetings. And I know they're not being shown by God to do this in the first place. I can tell. There's no witness from them at all to God telling them to do the thing. It's just, I'm going to build schools. I'm going to build homes for the agent. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going all over the world and preach the gospel. I know that is not the testimony of God when I hear that. Can you tell when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you? What's it like? I have made so many recordings on this subject and written books on it. They're all published on Amazon. Following God by His Spirit Hearing God, recognizing when it's the Spirit of God. Because the devil speaks to you, the flesh speaks to you, God speaks to you. You have to know which one's God and choose that way. You'd think it'd be easy to recognize the devil, but he doesn't come saying, Hello, Joan, I'm the devil. I'm coming to tell you to do such and such. That's not the way he speaks. Usually, the devil brings you something kind of enticing that you would like to do. He's basically joining forces with your own flesh. And you, the flesh and the devil together are encouraging you to do this thing. One time, I was confronted with quite a few invitations to travel all over the world and have meetings for ministers at different places oh I really wanted to do this that I probably wanted to do more than anything but I recognized the danger every man is enticed by his own lust and when lust hath conceived it bringeth forth sin and sin bringeth forth death that's James chapter 1 I recognized it so I prayed I said God Please give me something that just shuts the door on this desire to travel all over the world like I have. Please give me something. As I was 80 80 when I was praying this, well, I couldn't travel all over the world, and I knew it. It would kill me to do that. So I'm praying, please give me something concrete to stop this, to stop this temptation, And I heard, what about the cat? I said, oh, yeah, the cat. I had a cat. Who's going to take care of the cat? Me, that's who. Stay home and take care of the cat. That was a concrete example. I admit I was expecting something that sounded a little more lofty than that, but that's what I heard, and that worked. That living creature that I'm responsible for that's what I have to do and take care of. When God opened all these other ways for me to go all over the world and preach the gospel, I do it constantly through podcasts that go all over the world at very little expense to us. At the blog, which is no expense to us, I can go all over the world and preach the gospel. And books which are published on Amazon, and Amazon incurs all the expense of the book. I don't pay anything to have those books printed. I have three avenues today of going all over the world and preaching the gospel. But if I tried it physically, not only would it financially ruin me instantly, but it would physically kill me, and I know that. It has to be a devil authoring that idea to get rid of me. has to be it's not of God God gave me a solid way to not be tempted on this so the word of God is what we follow the word God brings by the spirit of God is the living word that comes down from heaven to us today for it is the Holy Spirit of Jesus bringing us the word as to what we are to do. One time in, I believe it was the mid-1980s, that Pam Paget was attending a non-denominational church. And as she sat there, she heard from the Spirit of God. And she heard something rather shocking. God said to her, quote, What are you doing here? I've told you to get out. Now get out of that church group. One time, uh, a man named John Rogers, who was in our church group, he was about 70-something at the time he heard this, but he went into his backyard, and he looked at his storage building, which was overflowing with stuff, and he seriously was considering building another building to hold his stuff, and he heard this. Quote, why don't you just get rid of the stuff, end quote. Well, I knew, we all know that's the Spirit of God when we hear that story. It's so, so wise, just get rid of that stuff. Well, John didn't even have very many years left to live on the earth after hearing that. He didn't need to be building storage buildings to put more stuff in. Why don't you just get rid of the stuff? That was the wisdom from God. The wisdom that is from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without hypocrisy. That's uh, James 3.17. That's how you know the wisdom that's from above. It's usually easy to be entreated. It's not overly complex. The minute someone starts telling me something that's very complex, I know I'm not hearing the wisdom that's from God. The wisdom that's from above is pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated. If I'm planning to do something and there's a little bit of hypocrisy in what I'm planning, I know it's not the way of God. Start over. Pray again. Romans ten seventeen. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You can just be walking through your kitchen one day and you'll hear a word from God by His Spirit. You could be working in the backyard or at your, when we used to have jobs, at your secular job and hear a word from the Spirit of God. But unless you recognize it's the Spirit of God and know how to evaluate which spirits are speaking, you could follow the wrong spirit. We had a woman in our church group who was considering going to her son's second marriage, and she wanted to go. Her husband, who's not a Christian, was going to be giving a toast at the wedding reception or something, and she wanted to be there. She very much wanted to be there. She got to that reception. She couldn't stand being around the people. She was having to flee and go upstairs. The wedding was at her daughter's house, I believe it was. And she would have to leave to get away from the people and go upstairs and get by herself. Now you tell me if that's the will of God. It wasn't long before this woman did something really, really, really bad and ended up being separated from us. But all along, I would say something to her, and she would reply to me, I thought of that. See, the Holy Spirit was trying to speak to her, but in my opinion, she kept rejecting the way of the Holy Spirit to go more in the way of her own fleshly desires and devils whispering the same thing her flesh wanted to do, and it overwhelmed her finally. And she got cut off. Let's look at what the Spirit of God does. I have made several recordings on this subject. Even since I've been on podcasts, I have recorded several things telling you what the Spirit does in our life, how He speaks to us, giving you examples. Please go back and hear those recordings. If you have the Spirit of God in you, use some of this time you have right now learning to follow God, learning to identify His Spirit when He speaks, learning what it sounds like, learning how to recognize the ideas that come to you that are from God. John chapter fourteen, verse twenty six. Jesus says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring to remembrance all things whatsoever I have said unto you. John sixteen, thirteen. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. He does it by bringing thoughts to your mind of what to do. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear from God, that shall he speak to you, and he will show you things to come, all by the will of God. There's a lot more about the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Paul said he didn't speak with clever sayings because he didn't want their faith to be in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. Paul says "Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect meaning perfected by Christ. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery even the hidden wisdom. Then he says as it is written I hath not seen nor ear heard neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. See in the Old Testament it is written that it doesn't enter into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for him. And Paul is saying, But we have the Spirit of God. God has revealed these things to us by his Spirit who lives in us. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak. Working of the Holy Spirit. We have a situation recorded for us where Paul wanted to go into Asia to speak the gospel, but the Spirit kept him from doing that. Acts 16. And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep that were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Now when they had gone throughout Philegia and the regions of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word of God in Asia. After that they were in Mysia, they essayed to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not the Holy Spirit wouldn't allow them to go there. So they followed the Spirit and didn't go there. That doesn't mean it would never be preached in Asia. Actually, we have a scripture that says the gospel will be preached over all the world and then comes Jesus. But at that moment in time, God kept them from going into Asia and preaching the gospel. There are times the Holy Spirit stops us from doing something. But we live by specific words spoken to us by the Holy Spirit of God who lives in us to show us the will of God and what we are to do. But if you don't know how to recognize the Spirit of God and you don't know how to recognize the thoughts that are of God, I think you're in trouble. And especially now. Especially when we are in a period of time where all the businesses are still closed. But we're going to come into a period of time when everything's open. And it should just be mad chaos. You don't want to be in that. You want to know from God ahead of time what you should be doing. You want to pray and hear the will of God for you, for your life. The scriptures that I've spoken to you will be printed out for you on our blog under podcast. The right hand side of our blog, Jesus Ministries Exhortation, there's a listing for podcast. Go to that. Click on it. You can bring up this podcast and other podcasts. Again, our blog name is Jesus Ministries Exhortations. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you today.